Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, hope you had a great weekend. It was a great weekend in sports, and the weather was about as perfect as you want in Florida. I swear this is my favorite time of the year. Not quite summer, uh, late spring, anything like that. Now, don't worry. Wait two weeks. We'll be at summer. Oh, I know. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> and, and this is like, I'm like the fish on the sidewalk in a, in a few months. I mean, it's going to be, you know, gasping for air. But like, man, when it's like the way it was this, these past, I don't know, four or five days, I'm in heaven. I mean, I don't think it made it up to 75 degrees, but if it did, it was just at 75 and just perfect mornings. And, you know, um, you know, I, you had spring training going on. I mean, so much in the area and people outside. I was outside finally. So, you know, it's uh, now I got to go to Indianapolis where it's also warm there. It's going to be like almost 70 degrees on Tuesday there. So crazy. Uh, you, you can get all kinds of weather in Indianapolis, but we're having a, you know, the planet's getting warmer, Steve. I don't know if you know this, but um, but it should be fun at the Combine. That starts uh, really in earnest, I think, on Tuesday. We'll have a chance to talk to Jason Light, Todd Bowles. Of course, lots going on with free agency and uh, and, and some, some talks as well. And, you know, for as much as – and I wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times on Tampa Bay Com, For as much as the workouts and the interviews, you know, the college players are there, and that's kind of what the Combine's about, getting medical – evaluations and things like that what really happens in the bars and the steakhouses in indy is is more important than anything that's going on up there i think i saw a uh i think i saw a note where i don't know maybe not even 20 head coaches are, are bothering to go this year for some reason um some have decided it's not very important for them uh, I, I used to think the interviews with the players were important but you only get 20 minutes and they get to meet with these guys other places um, so what, whatever, uh, at least Todd Bowles will be there. Jason, I will have a chance to kind of get an update on what's going on. Cause free agency is so close, you know, the, uh, sort of the negotiating period, what they call the legal tampering, which is, you know, actually as opposed to the illegal tampering, which will happen, uh, this next week, uh, it begins on March, uh, I want to say March 11th through the 13th, uh, I believe, uh, cause I believe it's my wife's birthday on March 11th. Happy birthday to her sweetheart. Sorry, I'm working. And so that happens every single year. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, so it's an important time. Um, obviously, you can talk to the agents of your free agents because they can only sign back with you uh, until they get to that period. But we're just only about a week or two out from, you know, some of these guys agreeing to contracts. And then and then there's that day on, like, the 13th where at 4 o'clock Adam Schefter starts rattling off all the deals. The court, this guy is saying here, this guy is saying here. And so you'll hear Mike Evans, Baker, blah, blah, blah. So hopefully before that, we'll get some news on some of the Bucks' key free agents. And they still have, uh, I think, till the end of this week or next, uh, I have to look at the dates to decide whether to use their franchise player tag, which if they're going to use it, I believe, and have reported that they will use it on Antoine Winfield Jr., but they could still reach a long-term agreement with him, even if they do use it or – 
they have still have time, you know, uh, before that deadline to uh, to try to reach a long term deal. So the biggest news, sort of at the end of last week, and, and I reported this, is that the talks have begun. You know, in earnest. Like there was a long time where Jason Light and Todd Bowles were were concentrating on filling out their coaching staff. They made a number of changes, obviously, on the offensive side of the ball with Dave Canales going to Carolina, taking some coaches with him, three coaches, in fact. And so they had to kind of fill those spots, and they've done that now. Their special teams coach resigned. Like there was a lot of a lot of staff issues that kind of put everything um, sort of further down the road as far as negotiating with players and that not. Um, but uh, I did report uh, on Friday – and is that uh, they, they've begun talks now with Baker Mayfield uh, or his agent, I should say, Tom Mills. And those those two sides are going to meet in Indianapolis this week, as I'm sure they will uh, with the agents for Winfield and Mike Evans and all of that. Um, but Baker obviously is, you know, is the big one. I think Mike's just as big in, in, in many respects, especially if Baker's coming back. I mean, those two guys want to play uh, in this, you know, the same team again if they can, because they had so much success last year, certainly Baker wants him back. And so, uh, you know, they'll be kind of watching, but they, they, by the same token, you got to do what's best for you and your family. And for, and for Baker Mayfield, um, you know, this, this is really a huge thing because he's essentially played under his rookie contract. And then he took a way below market value contract at, you know, some $4 million made as much as, I don't know, over 6 million, with all the the various uh, you know sort of playing time incentives and different things uh, for making the playoffs that he added, but you know that that's not even backup quarterback money. And so you know for him uh, to be sort of looking at something a little more long term, three maybe four years. I'm sure he'd like four um, and substantial money. And how substantial is is going to be? you know, where, where the, the negotiating falls, because there, there's sort of two things to consider here. One is, you know, the value of the contract. In other words, what's the average per year? And that's fine. Um, you know, you, you know, and then the other thing is how much do you guarantee? Um, and so, you know, one of the things that happened just this, you know, this past week, since we last talked was the NFL finally got that number of, you know, what the the salary cap will be, what the minimum, you know, sort of uh, player costs that you can spend uh, on your on your payroll and or the, or the limit, I should say, not the minimum, but the limit. Uh, but it's up to two hundred and fifty five million dollars. And that's a significant increase. So that that will certainly help the Bucks and other teams, I might add. Uh, you know, to try to to acquire free agents, retain their free agents or whatnot. Um, certainly the Bucks needed that uh, little boost for them uh, to get these these three. Because I really look at, at these three guys, and they'll be doing other things, and maybe even this week, we'll see, um, certainly before the 13th. Steve, I think they got to cut some players. I mean, I think guys like Shaq Barrett are vulnerable, mm-hmm. and they'll be dead money, but they'll save overall cap space. I remember I was up in Indianapolis last year at the same time, and they released Leonard Fournette. And it was weird because I exchanged texts with Leonard or whatever IMs, and, and he said, yeah, you know, I actually asked, asked to be let go. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense because if you did, you know, if you recall, Leonard didn't play last year. He ended up on the Patriots practice squad, got into a game or two, um, but not the best, you know, career decision if you did ask to be released. 
but there are players I think that they will be making some, you know, some cuts to. Uh, and so that could happen this week too. Well, yeah, I mean, as you, they're going to have to cut guys or structure deals in such a way to sign Baker Mayfield now before mm-hmm. he hits free agency. Yeah. Means you've got to fit him under the cap now. Right now. Not, mm-hmm. not March 13th, for whatever the date with the cap goes up to 255. Right. We're talking That's the 225 correct. cap number. So either you've got to cut some players to get under the cap to sign those guys, or you have to structure their deals mm-hmm. so that their 2024 cap number is a lot smaller. Right. To fit under. Right. But now, this now, is the time thing, that you do. Purge is probably not a very good word for it, but. Yeah. You know, that's you're essentially emptying your roster some guys you don't want on there anymore to free up that cap space now so that you can sign Baker or Correct. Mike Evans or get Antoine Winfield to a long term deal. Correct. Or you know, Tristan Wirfs is still another year out, but yeah. But you know, all that stuff. Uh, you know, Levante David. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, Devin White, we're pretty sure they're not going to resign. Yes. You know, that's but, true. You know, you've got a lot of guys that seem to want to be here. You mm-hmm. want them here. So you need to, you want to get the deal done now before they go to free agency, have a chance to test it. Right. So yeah, there's going to be guys cut and it happens this time every year, every year. And, and you'd also, you know, like say in the case of a Shaq Barrett, if you plan on releasing him, uh, then you also want to give those guys an opportunity to hit the market, maybe even a few days early, mm-hmm. right. Where they can start talking to teams before everybody's out there, you yep. know? So yeah, it's, you, it's kind of the good thing to do for that, that player is. too. Yeah. The worst thing is. is to go cut them two weeks after free agency. Yeah. When everybody's spent all their money, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you don't want that situation. So I expect there to be some situations where we have maybe some, some veteran players released. And, um, and I think, you know, Shaq might be a candidate uh, for that. Um, and, and, you know, the, now the other thing they can do much like with any free agent, you know, you could come to an agreement with Baker Mayfield, uh, and you can wait to the start of the new league year to consummate it. In other mm-hmm. words, you, these guys can agree to terms, can have deals, but they can't actually sign them until you get past those three days at 4 p.m. when the new league year begins on on like the 13th or whatever. So that's you know that that's something they can do to it won't affect the mm-hmm. cap immediately until the new league year starts and you got you can, the 200. But you do million. also run the risk of them changing their mind, which has well, you do, before. you do. Although I think you know. Um, there's no honor among thieves, but I'm just saying, you know, at some point you, you got to trust that the guy you're sitting across right. from uh, really does have an interest in staying. And that if you come to that number, mm-hmm. whatever it is that, but that there has been honor. a free agent or two over the years that have done that. Oh yeah, there has. Oh yeah, there has. I've heard Schefter announce deals and then they never got mm-hmm. signed. Yep. They ended up either staying with their teams, going someplace else. So that that absolutely does happen. And you would hope it wouldn't happen yeah. with somebody like Mayfield or Evans. Yeah. And those two guys are not, guys that i would think that would be that way no i mean you know you never you never know for 100 percent, but you get you know when a guy's on your team for that long and you get to know him you you kind of know who might or may not do that yeah and and i think you know just talking you know in, in exchanging you know whatever correspondence and stuff like it you know I, I know where baker's head is at and i've talked to him and and you know his agent's been pretty clear like you know, this is a guy who's had instability, you know, for a number of years. He's played with four teams in, in like less than two years when he got here. So, you know, wife pregnant in April, due in April, first baby, loves Tampa. Teammates love him. All those things, everything's positive for him. And so he's kind of craving, um, 
you know, a, a home that, that he, and, and an organization, he, you know, his biggest thing is, and this has been um, communicated to others is that he wants to win, you know, more than anything, he, he wants to be someplace where he has a chance to win. Well, he won last year and he knows that this organization knows how to win. Um, they do things the right way and they're going to add players to the draft and, and maybe a couple through free agency. We'll see. Um, but, you know, there's other teams out there looking for quarterbacks. Now, one of the ones that's been thrown out there with respect to Baker is the New England Patriots. And the reason that is, is one, they need a quarterback. And two, um, you know, there's a lot of guys in that organization, including their director of scouting, Elliot Wolf, uh, Alonzo Highsmith, who's a front office executive, uh, Alex Ben Pelt, their quarterbacks coach, TJ McCartney. All these dudes worked with the Browns and liked Bayfield a lot. And so they're all now in that organization, you know, that Belichick left in the front office and they got a new coach that, you know, with uh, Gerard Mayo. Um, but here's, here's why it doesn't get done there in my opinion. Um, and that is, that's a rebuild, right? Like it's not even, there's, there's unquestionable. You're, you're, you are, you are rebuilding that Patriots team. You're, you're going to start with a quarterback and, you, you, you know, you got a new coach, new system, and it's going to take time. Um, and again, Baker would like to win and win right away. Uh, the other thing is New England has the number three overall pick in what is one of the most fertile quarterback drafts we've had in years. I can't imagine, Steve, that you would be sitting there at number three and you're the New England Patriots and you don't like your quarterback. Uh, and this is supposed to be, you know, one of the best drafts, deepest drafts, you know, they're talking, you know, five, six guys could go in the first two round round or two. Um, I don't see how you not take a quarterback at number three. I, you absolutely do. I mean, if you're signing a, a veteran quarterback in New England, it's to back up or mentor in bridge, hold spot, yeah, hold the spot until that guy's ready. Like when you draft top five and you need a quarterback. Even if it's not the best draft, if you're drafting top five, you, you hope to never draft that high again. Like that's Absolutely. the most valuable position on the on the team. If right. you need a quarterback and you're drafting that high, you have to take a quarterback. This year, I mean, this and year, this, year like, this is the yeah. year. Yeah, the year of years. Your need and you, and and you you know you lost your way to a top five, top ten, even a top twelve pick. Hell, I think the Atlanta Falcons, who have been you know they've been linked to every quarterback that's out there in free agency, including Baker. And there's some talk now that maybe they would be the team that would trade for Justin Fields, which makes a whole lot of sense. But, you know, wherever they're picking, 10 or 12, or whatever it is, they could draft a quarterback. And I kind of feel like Arthur Blank would like to do so, would like to, you know, they, they got Desmond Ritter in, what, in the second or third round. Uh, he third hasn't round, really worked believe, out. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think I think he'd like to find, you know, his next franchise guy, his next Matt Ryan, you know, Um that's kind of what Arthur covets. And so, you know, even that one now, you know, you're going to give up a first or a second or a combination of picks to the Chicago bears. Uh, you're going to have to also sign Justin Fields to more than just one year. Cause you're not going to give up all that draft compensation and only have the guy for one season. So now you're looking at, you know, a lot of money. And this is the thing about the quarterback position Baker, who didn't make any money last year. Okay. The franchise value is $36.3 million, okay? And they're not sp- expected to use that on Baker. I'm not saying they can't, but they're not expected to. All right. Well, here's the thing. 
even if you went to 40 million, and I don't know that they will because I, I don't know, I'm not in those talks, but I know that they don't think, I know that they're not surprised that, you know, they don't think that 36 million is too much for a Baker Mayfield. That That's what I've been led to believe, okay? But even if you went all the way to 40 million, it sounds really high. But you know what? By the time these quarterbacks, uh, other veteran quarterbacks, you know, sign new deals, and there's a, some of them up this year, some of them next year, like Trevor Lawrence and, and others, uh, Dak Prescott. By the time those guys sign new deals, the top 15 quarterbacks in terms of salary, they're probably, you're probably going to be right in the middle of that, you know, top, you're going to be at the, around 12 or 15 if you're making 40 million, right? So while it's a lot of money and it's even more now, there's a psychological part of this too. And you wonder if the Bucks are okay with it or the Glazers in particular. And that is, hey, we're getting the same guy that we paid six point whatever million to last year with incentives. And now we're going to give him 40 million. Like it's the same guy. Like how do we wrap our heads around that? Well, what I would say is you got such a discount last year and he brought you a home playoff game and that made you a bunch of money. And I'm sure ticket sales are okay. Um, that you just split the difference and you go, okay, if we paid him, let's say we paid him 40 million this year. So what you really had is you've had Baker Mayfield for two years, right, mm-hmm. at twenty three million a year. That's still a damn good bargain, you know. Well, I would also million. I would also say if you paid him six last year, and it's going up to forty, the cap just went up thirty million. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't really change anything from last year, essentially. No, it really doesn't. But I mean, you know, look, the thing is when you get good players. Eventually, you have to pay them. Yes. Antoine yes. Winfield's going to go from making a lot less to a lot more next year. Oh, yeah. Tristan Wirfs is about ready to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what happens when you get good players. And you want that. You mm-hmm. want that problem, right? right? And that's what creates parity in all these leagues. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why the Tampa Bay Lightning, <laughs> most of their roster from this last 10 years is gone because yeah. they had yeah. really good players that then want to get paid, and they should. And they deserved it, yeah. Yeah. And so... You know, Baker Mayfield came in, you tried him out on a cheap deal, mm-hmm. and he performed, and he was really good. Yeah. And $36, $40 million is not a lot of money when it comes to paying a quarterback. No. It's the most important position on your team, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what the going – I mean, with the cap going up $30 million this year and probably going to go up who knows how much next year, as you said, those quarterback numbers are just going to get higher. Oh, it's going to be everything. The starters are going to be making 60, 65 million in a year or two. But you can also pay Baker 40 million, but his cap hit could be a lot less than that this year. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is that you actually can create some cap space, not not 6 million. I mean, it won't be what it was last year, um, but you can create some space with some of these contracts, like with a Mike Evans, where, you know, um, you can lower those values by spreading it out over whatever the length of the contract is, or even further, if you add voidable years, um, and that, that first year base salary doesn't have to be any higher than, than the, uh, the, you know, the, the veteran minimum, uh, you can make that first year or, you know, whatever that is one point, whatever. Uh, and, and so, you know, you take a signing bonus. Now, you know, the key about the structure of these things, cause you will hear numbers and there's average salary, right? Average per year, annual salary, that sort of thing. And and that's not as important as 
what did they guarantee? So if you had Baker Mayfield and you said, all right, we're going to do a three-year, $120 million deal. Okay, let's say he gets his $40 million. Three years, $120 million. Are they going to guarantee 120 Probably not, right? So they may guarantee, oh, I don't know, $70 million. Okay, or eighty million, or you know something like that. Eighty million. So, so really, it's a two-year deal at forty million a year, right? And then there'll be an option for that third year of some kind, where the money might not, where it might not be guaranteed, right? There'll be some dead money. There'll be some, but, but so you know, there's there's two things to consider: is what is the average per year uh, salary. Uh, what is the cap number, which you can obviously lower if you add years to it. Um, and then, then there's, well, what are you, what are, what does it really look like? What is the money out of the pocket? What is he going to, what is he going to walk home with if, if he gets hurt or doesn't play, uh, more than the two years or so. So all those things have to be worked out, but look, I, I think this, I think you're right. Like if you don't have a guy in this league, then you're not going to the playoffs. I mean, I think we would have probably hit, if we just said, and we may have done this, because I can't remember, Steve, if we said, what teams have a chance to win the Super Bowl last year? I promise you we both had Kansas City and the 49ers. I, I really believe that. You know, I think there's about four teams in each conference that has a legit chance to win it. I, I would have put Buffalo in there. I don't know what we said about the Jets with Rodgers. He lasted four plays. Um you know, but for the most part, those the teams that made the postseason. We I don't know about the Bengals with Joe Burrow got hurt, but the teams that made the playoffs, none of them were a surprise, other than maybe the Lions, who were a team that was coming on. And I don't know that everybody had them in the championship game. Um, but I know this: if you don't have the quarterback, you're not one of those teams. You're just not. You know, you hope to be. You have a promising prospect. Maybe in a year or two, this guy will hit it. You know, this rookie quarterback that you drafted. Oh, my God, he's so good in college. And, and all that's great, and it sells tickets. And, and you know, but we're still, we're still waiting for Josh Allen to make a Super Bowl. You know, like we're still waiting on guys that haven't quite got there yet. And the only guy that gets there consistently anymore is, is Patrick Mahomes. And if you don't slay that dragon, no one's going. So you better get yourself, you know, some guy under center that could ball. And I think Baker proved he can do it in this division with this football team that's going to get better um, and with Todd Bowles, who absolutely loves him. The alternative is this, and, and it may happen anyway. You you can certainly sign Baker to a long-term deal. And then because it's a fertile draft for quarterbacks, hell, in the second round, there will be a good quarterback, right? Draft one. Draft one. And, and you know, I always go back to the Brock Purdy situation. You know, they spent – three number one picks, you know, to try to get Trey Lance and got him. And they had Jimmy Garoppolo at the time as well. Okay, Garoppolo got out of there, and they had paid him a lot of money over the years. Lance, with all that draft compensation, he didn't work out. Uh, and they ended up, you know, drafting a guy, eh, last pick in the draft, Mr. Owen. Yeah, let's take – I like that guy from Iowa State. He's their best quarterback, and he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's taking him now the two NFC championship games they haven't won them, but it, it, the future is bright. They found their guy. Well, they found their guy because they kept taking quarterbacks and they were willing to, you know, okay, this didn't work out. Let's move on from this. Um, and it's hard to do. It's hard to convince an owner when you've given up three number one picks for somebody that our best quarterback is some dude we took in the last round, last pick of the draft. Um, but they managed to. And, 
So, you know, Kyle Trask still has another year. It's just that I don't think it's fair to Todd Bowles or anybody over there to say, you know what, we couldn't get Baker done. We're just going to go with Trask, hope for the best, and we'll get a guy next year. Or we'll get a guy late in the second, third, fourth round just to compete with him this year. Like, I I just don't think you're, you, you know, you're doing your football team or your fans much of a much of a of a service. So to me Baker has a lot of an awful lot of leverage on the Bucks and I don't think he's going to be crazy unreasonable because I think he does want to be here and I they they obviously want him back. Um so, you know, it, it it's something that could happen um you know, certainly before March 13th at 4 p.m. um and maybe even before that, you know, I don't think it'll happen this week. I think those talks will, as will the talks with Evans. And I, and the other thing about Evans is I, I really do, there's some hard feelings to, they got to get through there, you know, and I don't know that it's on Jason Light uh, or Mike Greenberg. I've, I've never in talking with his agent, they've never said anything bad about those two. They, they actually like them, which tells me, okay, reading the tea leaves here that the Glazers, the ownership wasn't willing to do an extension a year ago. Well, guess what? Whatever that number was last year has gone way up this year, and he's earned it. He had 1,255 yards tied for the NFL lead with 13 touchdowns. He deserves it. And and furthermore, why don't you want a legacy piece like that still on your football team so long as he's this productive? Now, is this going to last forever? No, absolutely not. It won't. Uh, is Mike going to insist on a five-year deal? I doubt it, but he deserves to get you know a rare, very rare at his position, third contract, and he's going to get it somewhere. And maybe he gives you a little bit of a discount to stay in Florida where there's no taxes or stay with his you know the team that uh, he wants to retire with. So you need to get that done, and I I think there's good momentum and a possibility for that happening too. My my guess is, Steve, that going into this, Evans is probably the one that they have the may have the the hardest time getting back. But he's so important, um, and I know that Winfield's not leaving under any circumstance, even if they franchise him. Yeah, I think I think Evans is the hardest one, but bringing Baker back makes that a lot easier. Because, and, and I think this is probably what the Bucks and or, you know, whether it's Jason Light. That's what own, they know. Or ownership thought last year. Yeah. Was if Baker Mayfield doesn't work out as our quarterback. Right. Then we're probably starting over. And we're we starting to rebuild. Evans. And at that point, we don't need Mike Evans. Yeah, that's right. That's and it sounds point. cold and cruel, but that's kind of the business of football. Yeah. You know, you don't need a top-notch receiver if you don't have a quarterback that can get him the ball. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't need a, you don't need a top-notch closer in baseball if you're not getting any wins. You don't have leads in the eighth inning, ninth inning. What do you need a closer for? There you go. Um, And and my guess is that's kind of where they were at last offseason. Yeah. Right. Was just, we don't want to commit to see how we do. Because we don't know who our court, we don't know what next. You can, I I don't think it's apples to apples comparison, but kind of the same remarks that Julian Breezebois has said about the Lightning and Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos. I think there's a lot of parallels to that. I really mm-hmm. do. And I think those two guys are the same guy in different organizations. I, I don't know if they're the same guy, but it's the 
I don't know where our team is going to be at by the end of this year. I don't know if we're still in a window, if we're not, where that player mm. is. I think it's a lot of different things, and, and I think it's a similar situation. Maybe not apples to apples, but Stamkos it's Stamkos is a little older. I mean, yeah. there's there's some things there. but Yeah, it's not apples to oranges, though. I mean, it's it's more yeah. similar, I think. But they're all fruit, as, as we know. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, from that standpoint, I think, uh, and that's from my big Greek fat, big Greek fat, Greek, big fat Greek wedding, which I have been a part of in real life. And let me tell you, folks, it's exactly like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, if, if you just woke me up on March 13th, and God knows I could sleep that long, um, and, and said, okay, Rick, guess what happened? My answer would be that got everybody's back because, damn it, they need to, right? They want to win. Because that's the thing, right? And, it, and at the end of the day, it's Mike gets to decide. Baker gets to decide. See, this is the thing. That, that's the beauty of free agency. It's the player, right, um, who gets to be wined and dined and courted like they're college students on an NIL tour. Um, and so, the, the you know, it's in their hands now. And, and that's the risk when a player gets this far. But, but uh, the ones that they're talking to want to be here. Uh, the team knows that they need him here. And I just remember Todd Bowles' last press conference. And he says, he was there as asked about, you know, Mike Evans. And he, he goes, man, I don't, I don't even want to contemplate a world where we don't have Mike Evans, you know, on this football team. Like I don't even go there in my mind. Uh, it's that important. And so, you know, when you hire coaches, when you you put all your faith in them, and they, you know what what Todd was able to do last year, pulling this team out of losing six out of seven to go as far as they did, um, you know, you you need to work for those guys and and you know and and try to put the best football team on the field as you can. If it doesn't happen, there's other free agents out there. There's there's obviously the draft. I think receivers a position they probably need to address at some point. Maybe not with the first pick, but you know, Chris Godwin's in his final year. And I don't know that we're having this discussion a year ago, a year from now about Chris Godwin's Godwin, the way we are right now with Evans. Cause I, I think Chris from a physical standpoint, um, productive. Yes. Tremendous pro. Yes. But not a number one receiver, uh, for this team at his stage with his injury history. And so, you know, one thing they're going to do is move in back in the slot which is smart and good. And, and, you know, Liam Cohen's going to do that. Um, but, but with him, I really do want to see how he makes it. And he's several years younger than Mike, but I still want to see how productive he can be uh, because of the injury history that he's had. Um, so that, that's a little different conversation, but if you don't have Mike, then that means that says to me, you really don't have a number one receiver. You know, Chris will go back in and he'll, he'll catch his hundred balls for, you know, 1100 yards or whatever. Um, but he wasn't the red zone threat that he's been in the past. Um, he's not a home run threat for sure. You know, so you're going to have to come around and, and, and get some other receivers. And there are guys for sure in this draft that, uh, that they'll be looking at. Uh, the other thing up there in the NFC, uh, or in the uh, scouting combine that we'll be looking at, there's, there's a couple players, obviously, for me, and this is only because I've talked to Bruce Arians and he, now he's told everybody uh, that the quarterback he likes is Michael Penix Jr., which we'll be watching anyway because he's from Dade City and he played in Tampa and, of course, uh, from Washington. But uh, he could be long gone before the Bucks pick at 26 or 
he could still be there because this is going to be the test on him medically at the NFL Combine. And some teams will be scared away. He's had a couple of, of ACL tears. He's had some shoulder injuries, different things. Um, and, you know, I think you'll hear a lot of negative talk about his health because I think teams will put stuff out there hoping that he does fall to them. Um, so that'll be something to watch at this Combine. And then a couple couple, uh, couple players that, you know, really, you know, Liam, their, their new offensive coordinator, is, is familiar with, Liam Cohen, uh, one of them being Ray Davis, who's a running back from Kentucky. And if you think about, you know, the Bucks running back situation, obviously they got a number one. They don't have a number two. And Davis – had 1,129 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns, but he also caught 33 balls and seven TDs. So he's got, you know, kind of prototypical size, 5'10", 216. You got Chase Edmonds, who is hitting free agency. So you don't have a true RB2, you know, and I think it's always smart to draft running backs. They're not very deep at that position to begin with. Um, and, and so there's a guy that played for Liam, is very familiar with him. That'll be somebody to watch up there. And then also... Um, you know, the Bucks hired Brian McClendon, who coached at Georgia for years and years. And he, but he also had a guy when, when he was a freshman, because McClendon was at Oregon for a little while. And that's Tony Franklin. And uh, Franklin hit it big. I mean, that guy, he's big receiver, 6'3, 185, but he had 81 catches for 1,383 yards and 14 touchdowns just last year. Right, and that's that was with what Bo Nix throwing to him, I think, mm-hmm. up at Oregon, and so uh, you know, there's two guys there, and there'll be others, obviously, but the, but that the Bucks have, you know, some connection with, in, in whether it's geography or former coaches coaching them. Um, the other thing that'll be fun, and I'm looking forward to this on Tuesday because I think they both speak, is how about the Bucks flavor of the NFC South now? Raheem Morris will be on a podium as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And it's always good to catch up with coach Rob. Boy, he knows this organization inside and out. Of course, competed against them for a long time when he was assistant in Atlanta and interim head coach. And now the head coach, he competed against them, obviously as a defensive coordinator against for the Rams, which the bucks were always playing and lost a a really important big game that Tom Brady played uh, in, in the playoffs. And so, and then you have Dave Canales with the Carolina Panthers who, made this meteoric rise from passing game coordinator to first-time play caller to head coach of the Panthers, which is just incredible. So we'll have a chance to talk to him up there on Tuesday as well. So it'll be fun. It'll it'll be uh, an eventful Tuesday anyway. Uh, I won't be there for very long, but hopefully we'll get some intel on how the talks are going. And who knows, maybe, maybe belly up to the bar next to Jason Light or something one day and try to figure out what's going on with these free agents. But um, I think I think by early next week, um, and certainly by the time they get to the negotiating period, you're going to start to hear uh, probably some some more rumblings or perhaps even announcements that they're reaching agreements with some of these guys. All right. Well, speaking of uh, good weekends, the Lightning had a really good weekend. We'll tell you about that in just a minute. And the Tampa Bay Rays, they've started their spring training. They were on TV on Sunday, and that was a lot of fun, so we'll get into that. But first, for you know, for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar, they've been installing solar energy systems in Florida now. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods, and service 
while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. Now, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors. They've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now, May Electric Solar offers a 30-year, no-cost equipment, replacement, and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof, your electrical, and equipment replacement is all covered. Now, Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar. It is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. This policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. It's not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of its program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Steve, really bad homestand, really good road trip for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've taken uh, two out of two up in uh, really New York, New Jersey. Yes. Um, and, and 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 what I like about it, and this is going to be the key for them, it just is, and maybe for every hockey team, is the defense has started to to be more in lockdown mode. Well, and it has to be. I mean, that's been the – I don't want to say it's been the weak spot all year because actually I don't think the defense for the most part has played bad all year. They've had issues getting pucks out of their own zone all season. Mm-hmm. They it, The beginning of the year it was really bad. They kind of fixed it in the middle. It kind of went backwards a little bit since the All-Star break. Yep. But overall, I thought they played better games this weekend in, mm-hmm. in New York and New Jersey. Maybe they need to play day games all the time. I'm not sure. Exactly. Uh, kind of screws up your timing and schedule, but Lightning seem yeah. to adapt okay. They have another road game at Philly on Tuesday. Yeah. And then they're back home. And then they're going to get some rest, actually. They're back home for a five-game homestand that goes over two weeks. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. They play basically Thursday, Saturday, then they don't play again until Thursday, Saturday, then they don't play again until Thursday. Like it's now those games at hand though can go either way that they've had over these other teams. Well, that's where the teams are going to catch up to them. But in the wild card standings now, there are seven points they're the last wild card spot. They're seven points ahead of the next team. Now those teams have games in hand. Yeah. But in order to, for those teams to catch the lightning or move one point ahead, they'd have to win all of them. Like uh-huh. so they're they're in a pretty good spot. You don't anticipate when you're four games in hand you're gonna win all four. Right, right. It's possible, of course. So the Lightning mm-hmm. need to keep winning, but they're in a they're in a a good spot. I mean, if they keep playing the way they played this weekend, they should be fine. There's 22 yeah. games to go, and Nikita Kucherov, the first player to 100 points again, 102 points in 59 games. Incredible. He's, I, I, he's one of two players over the last 25 years to hit 100 points in fewer than 60 games. He may not win the MVP, Steve, just because, it, you know, I don't know that, you know, the Lightning are not going to win. I mean, mm-hmm. if they make the playoffs, obviously, I don't know when they take these votes. He's after the regular deserving. season. Yeah, after he's the regular season. certainly deserving of it. Um, but being Russian, the all-star, like there's, you know, there's certain things that, that maybe people have a bias against him. But, man, what a year. And how about how about Brandon Hagel, too, as well? So Hagel has 26th even strength points since January 1st. 
Wow. That's second in the NHL. Oof. He's been on fire since the calendar turned to 2024. Yeah, he has. He's been great. And he, by the way, one of two players over the last 25 years to get 100 points in fewer than 60 games. The other one, Connor McDavid. That's good company. I mean, you're not you're not Ovechkin, not Crosby, that's, not he and Connor McDavid, incredible. the only two to do it in less than 60 games. You get 100. Wow. And in 1819, the year he won the Hart Trophy, had the uh, the scoring title, 128 points. It took him 62 games, so he did it three games faster this time. Wow, what a year! And uh, and yeah, if they if they can take care of the puck, get it out of their zone, you know, mm-hmm. like I mean, it's it's math, right? But Cooper said he goes, you know, when you give up one or two goals, and that's it, you're going to win a lot of games, mm-hmm. and that's really what it comes down to. Like you know, can you lock these games down? Um, but when they go the other way, it's not so pretty. Uh, also, and this was a good weekend all the way around, but USF, their men's basketball team, how much could you have made if you just said that USF's men's basketball team was going to win a share even of the AAC this year in men's basketball? Boy, oh boy. And they've won 13 in a row. They beat SMU. A banner is going to go up in the Yingling Center one way or the other. Well, and they've clinched a share of the title. And there's like three games to go. I know. Like they play at Charlotte next weekend and win there, and they they've clinched it's the right. seed. Yeah, they were right. predicted ninth in the conference to start. They've mm-hmm. set what the most conference wins ever for this team is now fourteen, which they have. Mm-hmm. I think the Big East they had twelve one year, right? Uh, Thirteen games in a row in conference. That's a record for mm-hmm. the Bulls. Uh, just everything about it is just spectacular. Two straight sellouts now at the Yingling Center. Yeah. Great energy, high energy crowds, and it, it feels like big time college basketball. Now, are they going to make them beat Charlotte before they get ranked in the top twenty five? Well, a new poll will come out today, I believe. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if beating SMU, who's a good team, mm-hmm. helps elevate them. I mean, they were in the you know others receiving votes category this past mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So they may be yeah. ranked this week. We'll see. They're getting close. And then the Tampa Bay Rays, I uh, turned on the TV. It was great to finally see them uh, on live TV in in, uh, Charlotte, although I think it was Tom Hanks that said, there's no tying in baseball. (laughs) Oh, yes, there is. Yeah, there is. In spring training, they came from way behind and ended up tying uh, the Detroit Tigers 9-9. You see the Little League home run? Oh, it was awesome. (laughs) I have never seen a ball kick like that. So after one was blasted about 500 feet, uh, it was followed up. Um, who was the player? I forget. It was a left-handed batter. I can't remember his uh, name. Meisner? Or- My, yeah, but I think it was My. Yeah, I think that's who it was. So he pops one up, and it you know it's a high sky and the sun and all this stuff. And so either the right field or somebody, somebody dives for it. And well, does four not- guys came together. No one, right. no one went to catch it. No one really made the play. But one guy tried to dive at the last minute and make the play, and the ball hopped up. I've never seen this. His leg was moving, and he kicked it, and not just a little bit. Uh, he's on the ground belly first and he kicks this ball and it just starts rolling, you know, in the gap. And in the meantime, the, you know, the hitter did not stop running out of the box. Like he could have easily walked to first base or low. He came out of that box and he was busting it. And it was a great little league home run circle the bases. So yeah, back to back home runs the hard way. Uh, but that was, that was, that was a lot of fun. And they came all the way back and they tied the game in the ninth. They just couldn't get the, the winning run across, and of course, you know both teams kind of ran out of pitching. So by agreement, uh, they shut it down. But uh, some they got some 
pretty interesting players. I saw two things that uh, stood out. And uh, one of them is that, uh, let me see if I get this right. Okay, one of their players, is it Ramirez, I think, has lost a lot of weight, has lost 15 pounds. Wow. Yeah, 15 pounds. And he said, what'd you do? And he goes, I just didn't eat after 7 p.m. So it must have been a snacker for starters. And then the other thing I saw, have you seen Randy Arozarena anywhere? Oh, have you seen him? Yeah. He looks like Yandy Diaz. He is jerked. Like, dude, did you just kind of live in the weight room? It's incredible. He's transformed. Yeah, he said he's his, trying, right? to, trying to, to increase his endurance, basically. Yeah, he, he said he wore down last year. And, and, you know, the stats would show that, you mm-hmm. know, as mm-hmm. well. Uh, he wants to play every day. And he played a lot of games. But, yeah, he, he kind of went through that little bit of a slump when the team did in, in late June. And... You know, but he is, uh, he, he looks, he definitely looks markedly different. Let's put it that way. Uh, so, yeah, Randy Land's going to be doing some flexing. Now, when he poses at third base, I don't think anybody's going to boo him. I, I just, you know, I don't know you want to take that guy on, to be honest with you. But, uh, he looks great. So, some other news, uh, former race catcher Francisco Mejia released by the Angels. Ooh. Uh, they want to get, get their younger catchers. The Rays have expressed interest. Apparently, some other teams too. But nice. Everyone's worried about the second catcher. Yes. Here in Tampa He'd Bay, be a great pick catcher um, behind Renee Pinto. But yeah, Mejia is a possibility now, and that's kind yeah. of what we thought. Said the Rays were kind of waiting for. Yeah. You know, this spring was there's going to be catchers released. There's going to be catchers available. Yep. Just not at the beginning of spring training. So. That's right. They'll find their backup, and it, it may well be a guy like that that they have a history with, mm-hmm. you know. So, but it's just great baseball weather. Great to see outdoor ball. You know, I know they're going to build another roof stadium and all that, but and I get it. And I'm not going to do the stadium show now, but still, I just yeah, it was great. a perfect weekend for compared to like last weekend where we had all that rain all weekend. Yeah, yeah, just just yeah, rain incessantly. But uh, spring is sprung, and it's great down here, and so. Uh, I'll be up in Indianapolis. We'll tell you the latest on the combine uh, all through the week. Uh, chance again to talk to Jason Light, Todd Bowles on Tuesday, and uh, more free agents talk. Obviously, pretty soon the draft will be here. Um, everything just kind of rolls along with the NFL, man. There's no, there's no off season, as you know, and so uh, you know. And then baseball. What are we about three weeks away from opening day? About a month. I think it's what March twenty eighth or something like okay. that. So. But, uh, yeah, we haven't turned half, the calendar to March yet. Weeks or so. Yeah, it's 29 days. It's yeah. a leap year this year. We're like 11 days from the NHL trading deadline. That's going to be exciting. It's next Friday, March 8th. I expect them to do something. I don't know what it would be. Uh, but if, if if Julian Breezeball's past is any uh, indication, yes, they'll mm-hmm. be making moves. And they've got yep. cap space now. Yep. With and why not? I mean, here's the thing. You've, you've kept this band together as long as you can. And you still have the greatest goaltender in the world for my money. And um, he's and when he plays like it. And so with the year Kucherov is having, you, you got to believe, man, you got every chance of going into these playoffs and, and getting deep. And there's some really good teams out there like Florida and others that I think are better. But uh, anything can happen in the postseason. And they're, they're certainly gunning for that spot. So if they get it, uh, you want to be prepared to make another run because, you know, that's that's why you play the game. So. We'll see what Breeze Bot does. So, anyway, keep it right here. We appreciate you guys listening each and every day. Uh, for Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.